0: Hello, and welcome to the Spice Cast, the podcast where we talk about spices and spicy moments in our everyday lives. I'm your host, Ruben, and joining me this episode is a very special guest, one that I've known for about as long as any guest I've ever had on the Spice Cast. Uh, would you please introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, thank you for uh, that introduction, Ruben. Uh, my name is Evan Foster. Um, I am a uh, self proclaimed hot pepper, hot sauce enthusiast. Um, and I can't wait to uh, talk to you guys all about uh, what that means.
0: <laughs> well, thanks for being on with me, Evan. It's exciting to talk to you. And it's been a long time since we've spoken. So I'm, I'm really excited to catch up in a, a hot pepper sense. Oh, yeah. So uh, as we've alluded to, this episode is going to be... Um, Slightly different style than most of our episodes. It's going to be an interview, uh, and we're going to be diving into Evan's experience with hot peppers, um, including for growing, cooking, and eating. Uh, We're going to be talking about his uh, favorite types of peppers and favorite dishes to make with with hot peppers. Uh, We're going to talk about pepper fermentation, and I think he can get a little bit more. Uh, science-y than, than I generally do, so that'll be exciting. Um, and then we are going to end by talking about the personal meaning of this ingredient, this plant, this fruit um, to to Evan. So uh, with that, I think let's get started. So Evan, you want to give us a little bit of your uh, background with hot peppers and some of your experiences?
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I mean, I would have to say, you know, dating all the way back, my, my love for hot peppers, um, and probably started off with hot sauce and, um, that started with Frank's Red Hot for sure, uh, probably around age 12, 13, something like that. Um, and you know, it's funny, I remember in retrospect thinking that the likes of Frank's Red Hot or Tabasco, um, you know, popular name brand mainstays were very spicy um, you know, probably thought of myself as somewhat of a badass for, um, you know, partaking in the use of those uh, as much as I did. Um, but that is really where it all started. Um, and it's funny because there were, you know, I probably called myself a hot sauce fan in that capacity um, for about like 10 years uh, following that, but never really got at all inquisitive um, or curious about, you know, what went in the hot sauce. What what even the ingredients were beyond peppers? Um, who was making it? Uh, and you know the peppers behind it. I really didn't get at all inquisitive about that um, until really uh, about two years ago. Um, my wife and I were going to the farmers market in Boulder a lot, um, and being out from the East Coast here, you know, of course, grew up going to farmers markets as well. But um, out there, you know, the seasons a lot longer. Um, you know, different climate, uh, different types of agriculture going on. The farmer's market was just a bit bigger. Um, so I would see tons of peppers there um, and hot sauce vendors. And I think that's where my curiosity really started to build. Um, and yeah, I remember trying to make my first hot sauce a couple of years ago. It was really bad. Um, didn't even use a recipe or inspiration or anything like that. Uh, and from that moment on vowed to, uh, make better and better hot sauces, usual recipes, write down my, you know, recipes and all that. And the rest is history there. Um, and now, um, while my kind of, uh, enthusiasm for hot peppers started within the realm of hot sauce, I feel like a lot has stemmed from that. Um, and I feel like, yeah, this, this whole discussion will, we'll talk about what stemmed from that. Um, but you know, in general, you know, now I have hot peppers in my fridge year round, um, which I'm proud to be able to say that's because of the fermentation. We'll, we'll talk about that. And, uh, I use them, you know, just about every meal I can.
0: Awesome. So, um, I've heard you've started growing hot peppers as well. Uh, what does that look like?
1: Yeah. Well, um, last summer, uh, this past summer was actually my first time, uh, trying to grow hot peppers or at least a meaningful amount of them. Um, I had tried to have like one plant before, uh, back in my little apartment and and that didn't succeed. And so, uh, last summer was my first summer back out here, um, in Ithaca, uh, did not have a house yet or a yard or anything like that to call my own, uh, but actually, uh, used my, father-in-law's yard, my own parents' yard in downtown Ithaca. Um, my dad's actually has a lot of raised beds and is already really into that. Um, so that was that was easy to do So last summer I had about 15 plants um, Serranos, cayennes, habaneros, um, some Caribbean red habaneros and one ghost pepper plant. Um, Did't get much out of that ghost pepper plant unfortunately. Um, but so that was my first experience and, uh, it was really fun. Um, but it, I knew right then and there that it, like, wasn't ideal, like having, uh, not having any peppers, like in my own house or anything like that. Like I was kind of like relying on, uh, these people in my life to take care of them. And it wasn't ideal. We got, you know, got a good amount of peppers and, um, you know, used some right then and there, froze some, of course, fermented some, dried some, all of that. Um, but basically it was just a trial run. Um, and then, uh, my wife and I bought a home this, uh, past at the end of the summer, um, and now we've got a nice big yard and, uh, the planning, you know, started right off the bat, um, in terms of what we're going to do this summer. And, uh, the gears are in motion, uh, because I have, uh, learned that you, you know, you need to get a big head start. Um, when you're in, in the Northeast, and you know your last frost like might be in June for all you know, like uh, so you need to get a good head start. So I got a grow tent in the basement um, and uh, LED grow lights, all that, uh, and I've just kind of started churning out seedlings in batches. Um, and my goal is probably to have about forty to sixty um, plants because, uh, you know, some will die and some, some won't fruit much or something like that. So uh, just might as well start turning them out.
0: So how many peppers are you expecting to get off of each plant um, per season?
1: That's a great question, Ruben. I am, so this past, like I said, this past summer was kind of a trial run. And, um, you know, my uh, ability to care for the plants and was not uh, very high. So... Uh, this summer I'm definitely expecting better results. Um, my most fruitful plants last year, uh, were my serranos and, uh, those, I would say just offhand, like probably produced as many as like 60 peppers each, um, which felt really good at the time. But now, I mean, I'm all over these, like the hot pepper reddits and all this stuff. And it's like, man, 60 was nothing. Uh, (laughs) some people have their plants, uh, producing fruit year round, which is my goal, wow. um, for some plants, you know, I have, like I mentioned, I have that grow tent, um, in the basement. So, you know, while it, it is currently kind of a nursery or a seedling starting spot, um, I'm expecting moving forward in the winter to kind of dig up my best plants and repot them and, uh, keep them going over the winters and then bring them back out in the summer. Um, I'm very inspired by some of the content i see seen online of people being able to keep their plants for years on end. They're actually perennials. I, I didn't even know that until like
0: a few months ago. Uh, I think I learned that like recording an episode a few months ago as well. It's genuinely
1: mind-blowing. Uh, like I, I feel bad
0: for all the plants
1: I've I've murdered over the years. <laughs> they could have they kept living.
0: Okay, so you're talking like in the range of 100 or more peppers per plant per season that would be great i mean
1: that would be a very fruit yeah yeah that would be cool um you know it's uh i think there's just going to be a lot of trial and error and like learning moving forward because i've already i'm already learning a lot i've ordered like a lot of seeds um just one one website pepper joe's um and they're you know they've got a great website and they're always going to served first when you're searching for hot peppers and stuff like that, it's very easy to find yourself on there. Uh, But apparently they uh, are not reliable whatsoever, I've learned. And it's unfortunate that I've learned that um, after having bought like $60 worth of seeds from them. Um, But yeah, I don't know, they were reacquired five years ago and I don't know, some of their seeds are either crappy or mislabeled and all this stuff. So. Apparently, and that's what I had last year. So my haul may have been limited by who I was sourcing my seeds from. Apparently, which stresses me out. You know, another factor to worry about. You you build up all this Definitely. anticipation throughout the winter and stuff, and then I, my genetics are poor or something like that it would be unfortunate. So I've I've tried to source from some smaller websites, some more. It's just really cool. I, now I'm getting off track almost right now, but it's one of my favorite parts of like the hot pepper community, like world seems to be the community around it um people are so into like oh here's my seeds like let's swap these seeds or um just all the experts out there it's really cool so yes uh long story short in terms of haul i'm definitely hoping to get like at least that 60 figure um for most of my plants because the plan is like i said to bring them out in june or late may ideally um and for them to be like ready to fruit from day one. Whereas last year, um, I put them in, in the ground as seedlings at that point, and they weren't fruiting until you know, early, mid or mid July. Um, and that would be fortunate if they were fruiting by that point. So yeah, it should <laughs> be a totally different um, season for me.
0: Cool. So you, you mentioned the community. I just wanna go a little bit more into that. Um, seed swapping has got to be great for plant diversity as well right yeah
1: oh yeah i imagine i mean i'm i am like every day kind of like opening my eyes to how like deep this community and this world of hot peppers goes um i mean you'll in terms of the diversity of peppers out there uh, it's incredible uh, it's genuinely amazes me um and the colors the shapes the sizes the heat levels, is the texture. um, Everything is a factor. And you can basically assume that every pepper variety that's out there, um, especially the more niche ones, uh, were, you know, created, um, born from like passion and care and love and total enthusiasm. Uh, It's just cool. Yeah.
0: Totally. So uh, with that many peppers, you've got to be doing some serious, uh, cooking, eating. Uh, what are the, you you mentioned a few of the ways that you're using peppers, but what, what are, uh, what are some of the other things that you're doing with them?
1: I would say that, um, if, if all goes to plan and, you know, we get, uh, 40, 50 plants in the ground, um, and they're all fruiting really well, uh, about 80% um, at least of those peppers are gonna go right to being fermented. Um, and that is, uh, you know, we'll probably get more into that. All the, all the reasons for fermenting, but, um, primarily right off the bat, it's just a preservation, um, mm-hmm. thing, you know, as soon as you take a pepper off the plant, um, in my experience, you know, it starts to, the quality starts to degrade right there. Um, if you wait, you know, four days, you're gonna definitely start to see notable, n- noticeable um, texture change, softening, wrinkling up of the skin, withering of it, and uh, that just simply won't do. Um, and freezing them, freezing them's good. I think it kind of compromises texture a bit, color a little bit. I've noticed in using. Um, frozen peppers for hot sauces, you usually get a little bit more of a dull effect in color. Um, So yeah, I really toiled with it for a while, like just the logistics of making hot sauce and using peppers and um, in the end, there's totally a reason why, you know, fermentation and the world of hot peppers are so tied Um, because, you know, when you chop those things up and you get them going in a brine, they can, you know, they can sit there in an oxygen-free environment for years. Um, not that you'd necessarily want to be doing that in your basement, but you know, you could. And then, um, then once you get them out of there and in the fridge, they can last, you know, in my experience, up to four months in the fridge. Um, so that's just incredible. Uh, preserving it in its best state. Um, unlike freezing, which of course, you know, you can preserve it, you can dry it, you can preserve it that way. Both of those are totally going to compromise, uh, in my opinion, some texture and flavor elements, whereas fermenting only improves flavor.
0: The good thing about freezing, I guess, is that it pre- preserves most of the nutritional uh, qualities. And I know fermentation also does that. So that's a really great benefit of it as well.
1: Yeah. And fermentation can build on those nutritional Right. As well. Drying. I I don't know. Drying is my least favorite. I'm just going to go ahead and say I know some people (laughs) will dry them and then use them for hot sauce um, that way. And I actually don't have any personal experience with that. But I have dried them and crushed them up. Uh, That's what I did with my ghost peppers actually. Didn't really know what else to do with those. And did those with some Trinidad Scorpions as well um, that I got my hands on. Uh, from somebody I know who's growing those. And uh, with the super hots, it really is just easier to dry them out and crush them up. In my opinion, I don't really want to deal with uh, the oil involved or anything like that. I'll just kind of like chop the stem off and throw it in, you know, um, in the oven on low.
0: You have to get your safety goggles out if you want to yeah. deal with any of. that. I have my full-time safety hot.
1: goggles on, actually, <laughs> as a it's, as a glasses
0: where yeah. So um, been mentioning all these different varieties of peppers. I just want to take a step back and ask you what some of your favorites are. What are your what are your top three or top five um, types of peppers for fermenting, for hot sauce, just for everyday eating or cooking with?
1: Yeah, definitely have um, a lot of favorites, some of which, you know, I've already mentioned in terms of ones that I've I've grown or intend to grow um, of course, because they are my favorites. Um, one that I would just have to start off with, and it kind of, um, started one of our first questions in terms of, uh, you know, I loved Frank's Red Hot growing up, and I still do. I love cayenne peppers. Um, I'm a total sucker for cayenne, um, in every use. I love dried cayenne, um, ingredients for cooking. Um, I love chopping up fresh cayenne peppers and, you know, sauteing them or, garnishing dishes with them. Um, but most of all I love fermenting cayenne peppers because the resulting so flavor good. is absolutely unparalleled. Uh, and and I love, you know, I think uh I just love that even if it's often saturated in vinegar, um, you know, as Frank's Red Hot is and Tabasco is another sauce. It's very vinegar heavy. I think I actually heard one of your guests on your last episode oh, we, talking We about bashed that. it
0: really hard. I
1: think Tabasco has a place, uh, 100%. And, you know, it's okay. It, obviously, maybe the vinegar is too much. You know, uh, <laughs> I guess uh, other vinegar-heavy dishes out there uh, maybe uh, would also go on that list of things that you don't like, maybe. But I think that Tabasco ha- has a place, um, even though you'd probably never catch me making a sauce like that. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I think I, I would agree that Tabasco has a place. And uh, for me, it's more in as an accent in like a super a stew, not as its own ingredient to put on top of food. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's definitely a controversial opinion. So I'd love to hear yours.
1: I think it's good on pizza. I, I don't know. I, there's something about Tabasco on like a slice of cheese pizza, especially if it's like, Maybe it's like a room temperature slice of pizza, maybe it's a cold slice of pizza. Uh, just a, just a, a true enhancement if you ask me. The, the vinegar uh, with like cheese and bread, like I don't know, I think it's good. Um, that's, but that's my favorite thing to put it on. Um, but otherwise I put my own, like uh, we don't have it. We really don't keep many like name brand hot sauces in our house because we make hot sauce. Our fridge is too full. Uh, okay. especially that side door you know okay yep can't afford i, d- to I add do any know. condiments
0: <laughs> yep so any other favorite yes absolutely then, uh, thank kinda... you
1: for getting me back on track there because i so red Savina i don't know if um mm. if yeah you've had those or anything like that red Savina my my dad actually grew this past summer and that was my introduction to those and i kept getting them like uh, mixed up a little bit with like some red habaneros uh, some Caribbean red habaneros uh, that I was also growing um, but then you know af- soon after getting a couple hauls of those was definitely able to discern the difference uh, both you know just looking at it and then also in all of their flavor qualities I think I- I'm looking forward to growing a ton of red savinas this summer um, because I think that I just think they have a ton of promise and that they're very flavorful, um, that kind of, like, uh, habanero, fruity, floral um, flavor right up front. But red serranos are, like, dangerously hot. Um, I mean, they were the hottest pepper, like, 10 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. So I just love when you have, like, a because I'm obviously, I've already talked about this, I'm going to ferment those things um, and make a mash out of them. And then when you, when you go and make hot sauce with that mash, like literally like two to 4% of your ingredients is that pepper mash and it creates a very That's spicy crazy. final product. But I'm serious, two to 4%, uh, 4% is getting it pretty hot to It's a mild sauce, but, uh, it's just really cool in like, um, just how far they can take you, um, when you have like a, a Big old jar full of uh, red Savina mash. Um, so some other ones, just so I know I, I mentioned Caribbean, like Caribbean red habaneros. This is actually like a predicament I'm in right now. Is my I mentioned uh, Pepper Joe's as being a shoddy retailer of seeds, um, mm-hmm. and my dad had actually ordered seeds uh, last summer from them, and uh, he tried to order habanadas, um, which are a Cornell. Uh, variety, which is cool. Shout out to my employer. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) And your hometown. Yes,
1: exactly. Uh, And uh, they actually bred the habanada, which is a spiceless habanero. Um, And I've unfortunately never been able to try one because while he ordered that variety, uh, he clearly did not get delivered that. um, Because what were resulting. And this was a, I remember the moment when, uh, my dad handed me like a, a bag of these peppers and was like, these are those habanadas I was telling you about, um, you know, Cornell variety, spiceless, like go home and try them. And I, and I do, and they were not spiceless. I took a, chomp, <laughs> a serious chomp out of one of those. And it was just, uh, you know, what I'm now kind of have, uh, resolved was probably just like a, um, I don't know, there's like, Caribbean red habanero, Bermuda habanero, there's all of these different kind of like tropical varieties. Um and it was probably one of those. But in the end, uh these were some of the most delicious peppers I've ever had and the the smell um when you would break one of these open, I swear it's like a like air like an airhead or something, like a candy, like just an absolute uh mouthwatering sweet scent. So I have been dead bent on um Figuring out what these were, or or at least getting a few varieties that are very similar. Um, so I've gotten a couple of, like I said, those Caribbean habanero varieties to see if I can find something that was just like it. Um, because my attempts to duplicate this plant, um, I took some of the seeds out of the pods. So far, have failed. Um, I don't know why. It's disappointing. But uh, I'm just gonna have to go ahead and you know find an alternative. Uh, but those are very much a favorite pepper of mine and then to wrap it up another kind of like pretty I don't know basic pepper if you will I suppose but um I absolutely love serranos um and I would take them over jalapenos any day in any setting um because I just think well jalapenos have a have a good classic flavor to them as well like the flavor of serranos is just so good and I love that in my experience at least they can typically lean a bit hotter than jalapenos, um, which I like, uh, and I just love them fresh. And this this summer, like I said, that was my most fruitful plant, um, so we would just have dozens of them in the kitchen, um, and I would use them for basically every meal. I'd, like, make a turkey sandwich, and I'd just be like, here's some Serrano bits on top here. I'd make, like, an omelet, like, here's some Serrano. I'd even, I probably had some, like, vanilla ice cream with Serrano at some point. I don't, Or if I didn't, I will. <laughs> it sounds good. Um, I just think they have a great flavor. And then, of course, a broken record at this point, but they're really good fermented. Um, actually, yeah. I call them tasty bits. I keep them in my fridge in a mason jar, and I put them on everything. Um, so that that wraps it up, I think. Red Savina, red habaneros, cayens, and serranos. It's my favorite right now, but uh, if you ask me in like six months, I might I have some different stuff.
0: Could change, yeah, that's fine. Um, so. Can you talk a little bit about how you enjoy the flavor of red peppers versus green peppers? Is that something that you distinguish between or are they, I mean, I know the flavor is very different. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's so within the realm of bell peppers, I always try not to discriminate too much. I feel like people, people are always like, oh man, green. Uh, And yeah, growing up, that probably was my opinion too. Like if you saw, you know, some red bell pepper on a salad versus green, it's a little more exciting uh, to have the sweet alternative. Um, but nowadays, um, I definitely try and appreciate it all. And then with regards to, you know, green peppers, as it applies to like hot sauce, um, Mm -hmm. I think that it's, it's sometimes can be more challenging to create a good recipe there. Um, that's, that's kind of been what I've found so far, but of course, um, kind of a no brainer is what I always find is that green, green peppers, like jalapenos and serranos, um and even you know like premature cayennes like green cayennes uh just go really well with citrus um like lime uh first and foremost and then um you know lemon as well but tried both of those um and i also find that stuff like uh green peppers can go well with ginger um but ginger goes well with everything Uh, i know you you guys probably have you have an episode on ginger don't you
0: we do. Yeah. yeah. Um, episode 12. We've talked all about
1: it. Yeah. Love ginger. So that goes well with everything. Um, but yeah, green peppers, I try try and work them in as well, um, even though I think they are inherently a little
0: bit less exciting
1: in flavor, sweetness, uh, and visual appeal.
0: So I guess with that, let's get into a little bit more of fermentation and let's start out with um, fermentation of green versus red peppers does it affect does the sugar content of the pepper affect the fermentation a lot in your experience it
1: actually it to my knowledge it does not um, because uh, you know it would if we were um, you know relying on like a like an added yeast or something in like an alcohol fermentation in which sugar is being consumed to create alcohol and carbon dioxide uh, that would certainly have an effect uh, but to my knowledge, the sugar content does not necessarily impact like the lacto fermentation process, which is what's going on when we're talking about like uh, you know fermenting foods, um, at least within the confines of my knowledge. Uh, so when it you know when we're talking about lacto fermentation, this is like a salt brine. Um, And yeah, I don't think that there's, I don't think that the sugar level impacts that, but what I have found is that um, the more flavor that was in the pepper to begin with, such as, you know, with habaneros or one of the many habanero varieties, um, the lacto-fermentation process like amplifies those flavors. Um, Like right off the bat, I think, you know, a lot of water leaves the raw vegetable and it leaves, you know, what, what else is there, you know, the, the flavor, um, the spice. And, uh, so I have, you know, in my experience, fermenting green peppers can just be a little bit, you know, less, um, overwhelming of like a, an aroma that comes from them. Um, and because of that, I do it a little bit less. Um, but with those serranos, like I was saying, I think they have a lot of flavor, um, and it does amplify, amplify that flavor.
0: Cool. Yeah. So you've talked about it a little bit, but Um, why do you value fermentation so highly and how does it change your enjoyment of the pepper?
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, why I do it, why I value it so much, um, is because of its ability to preserve it for sure. Like that's first and foremost, all of the, to me, all of the flavor components, um, and you know, the way that it can change, uh, the food that you put it into, um, that is second to the fact that like. Fermentation allows you to like pick something right off the plant in July um, and then, you know, put it into uh, salt brine um, with an airlock and forget about it for months on end um, and then open it back up and then put it in the fridge, let it sit for months on end and then enjoy it. Um, It's basically the only way that I've been able to figure out how to like, um, you know, consistently. Um, and enjoyably have access to like hot peppers in this time of year, essentially.
0: Um, and I mean, there, there's a reason that people have been doing it for thousands of exactly. years, I guess.
1: Yeah. So that's, I mean, uh, that's what I have the most appreciation and respect for of the process. Um, but I think, I mean, fermentation just adds this whole other element to the experience. Um, and it's just kind of like the whole journey of why hot peppers are so fun and can be, such a big like hobby, um, because there's this aspect of like growing the pepper, you know, if you choose to do so, if you, um, have a garden and you do that, then, you know, that's a lot of work and you get to pour yourself into that. Um, and then you have your finished product, which are the peppers, and then you get to like ferment them and have your impact there. Um, and kind of like get to be creative within that realm. And then you have that finished product. And then you get to go on and do whatever you want to do with that. And that's a whole other element of, like, creativity and a whole other layer of, you know, what you can do here. Um, And I love the fermentation aspect because it's just so fun to, like, go in and, like, check on your stuff. Like, every morning, uh, you know, you, like, wake up and you're like, oh, is the airlock still going? Like, do we still got some activity here? Oh, is it dormant? Okay, cool. How much longer am I going to leave it for? I I think that I'm just the kind of person who likes to have, like, hobbies that you like check in on and that like you know take five to ten minutes of your time like every day um just to kind of like you know i'll open up the jar and like give it a smell and like clean the lid a little bit and replace the water in the airlock or whatever like it's just fun to have it's like a pet i guess i don't have any pets so i just have my my jars
0: (laughs) and you don't play you don't play animal crossing or anything i do play animal crossing (laughs) Okay. So it's, that's, that's another like few minutes a day that you put into some tasks.
1: Yeah. No, I do, I do play Um,
0: games. (laughs) So, uh, how long do you tend to ferment peppers before you uh, do something else with them?
1: Yeah. So I, I find that, um, in my experience, like the, the actual like active fermentation process usually goes for like one to three weeks, um, depending on, uh, what salt concentration you have, um, in there, depending on how much raw ingredient we're talking about and a few other factors, probably the temperature, things like that, which I have yet to really be, um, paying attention to. Uh, there's another day for that, but, um, yeah. So usually like one to three weeks is the active fermentation period. Um, and what that means is that, um, after that time, you know, the, the, uh, CO2 will stop being pushed out of there, um, the fermentation will go dormant um, and will just appear like a, a jar full of peppers that's just kind of chilling. Um, but there's still, you know, flavor changes are very much taking place from that point forward. Um, you start to see, you know, everything will start to sink even further down. Um, and it's it's definitely valuable to keep it going longer than that. So. I have, I've done it as short as two to three weeks when I'm feeling impatient, um, more so early on when I was experimenting with this stuff. And then, uh, lately I've been letting it sit longer, mostly, um, in appreciation of the fact that it just, uh, it's preserving it. Like I've said, um, you know, as long as it's sitting in there below the, you know, below the liquid, um, you can rest assured that, you know, it is even more preserved than it would be, you know, in the fridge. Um, it is the next best thing to like being on the vine. Uh, so yeah, that's, I'll let it sit for up to, I've probably done as long as like two and a half months, like 10 weeks kind of thing. Um, that's what I did for my habaneros most recently. Um, and I was very curious about that because I had done cayennes for a while because that's common. Um a lot of those kind of buffalo sauces can, you know, they'll age cayennes for a year. Um, mm-hmm. So I was pushing those a little bit longer, but I get pretty impatient around like the two-month mark, um, especially when they're totally dormant and you're just like, man, I wish I could, I just want to eat you. Um, so with those habaneros, I pushed them a bit longer. Um, and I did notice that the, one of my jars got like a little bit funky. Um, like, I don't, I don't know whether there was you know, I just, I think that I was just, we're operating at a lot higher volume this summer where I had, you know, probably like five jars of these habaneros and one or two of them got like a little bit funky. I don't know whether it's just because I let them go too long or maybe, you know, there was something contaminated about what I put in there. Um, but yeah, normally the longest I'll be able to go is two weeks, but, or sorry, two months, but, um, I really hope to have the, uh, the patience to go like a year sometime that would be really cool i think this summer i'm gonna have to move on from mason jars to uh five gallon buckets um so maybe i'll just like throw one of those things like uh under a table in the basement and just forget about it
0: (laughs) sounds uh exciting for the for the day that you open it oh yeah that's like it's gonna be an awesome day
1: oh yeah sometimes you see you gotta um you, you got to tell yourself not to freak out when you see a little bit of like calm yeast. That was always, that was a big learning experience for me is like what the difference between mold and yeast was, uh, in your finished product. Like when you open that, that jar up or whatever. Um, and I'm, I'm thankful to say that I've actually never produced mold in any, any of my ferments. Uh, and that's cause I, I like to use sanitizer. Um, but you know, that's always a factor, but I would always encourage everybody to try it because it, it's like literally the easiest thing. Like, it's just so there's really nothing that can go wrong.
0: It's really rewarding, too. Oh, yeah. It, it feels so good to like make something last and make something out of something that would have gone bad otherwise. I don't know. yeah. Just, I've, I've done it on a very small scale, but yeah. And it's like, uh, start small. It's,
1: it's science. It's cool. I feel like I like learned, like, I, I was like, oh, yeah, like that's what the word anaerobic means. Like, right, cool. Uh, like, I don't know, you just like start to like remind yourself of like, you know, like science that you've picked up over the years. And and like it, it makes sense. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that it's just it's definitely gives you more of a appreciation for food.
0: Yeah. So I, I think that's a good segue into uh, our last major question, which is, what do hot peppers and this fermentation process and then the making of hot sauce mean to you personally?
1: Yeah. So I've definitely touched on a few of these things already, and I can, like, I will, I'll circle back to highlight those. But one thing um, that, you know, I don't feel like I've really touched on yet is just that, like, I feel like spice in general and and hot peppers um, are something that can make eating more exciting. Um, and I think that that's just like the most valuable thing in the world. Like eating is something that, you know, everybody inherently does every day. Like we need to, if we want to live. Um, so fun fact, everybody, um, but <laughs> <laughs>
0: you heard it here first. <laughs> Go get on yes. it. Uh,
1: but yeah, you, you, we, this is something that we like need to do by necessity. So it can be, I, I get very sad thinking about how there are like people, Out there who have like every reason and ability to like make eating a more exciting thing who like either just choose not to uh, which is respectable fine uh, or maybe some people the the sad part is people who feel like maybe they're not like able uh, to make eating something like exciting and enjoyable and something that they can get like enthusiastic over So I feel like for me personally, like spice is something that just makes something that can otherwise be like mundane and routine, it can make it like an experience. Um, And that's something, you know, if like, if I were ever to be selling hot sauce or selling food in any capacity, like that would have to be one of the like major motivators and pillars of like why is doing what I'm doing. Because like, hopefully you can just make eating and make cuisine more exciting for people. Not everybody's trying to like, you know, cook up an elaborate meal, or not everybody's able to go, uh, you know, buy food from the restaurant downtown that has exciting food. But what you can do is like put a little bit of hopefully like a really great, versatile, tasty hot sauce on your food and make it exciting. Uh, and that's just that's just coming from my like personal experience. I don't think that's everybody's take, but I do believe that everybody out there, like there should be a hot sauce out there for everybody. Um, Maybe, maybe there is already a hot sauce out there for everybody. Um, But, you know, I think a lot of people are intimidated by spice, but really uh, it's something that can kind of like excite us all. And um, yeah, so that's, that's a big part. Um, And then just some other parts of like, what hot peppers mean to me personally things that I've already touched on. Like I, to me personally, it's like potentially a year round uh, like, hobby, passion, and passion. It's really not a hobby. I think it's more of a passion because you, I already mentioned the fact that, you know, you, you put the time in, the effort, and the love in to, like, grow the peppers. And then you put the time and the effort and the creativity into, like, uh, fermenting them or, or drying them or cooking with them or whatever that may be. Um, And then there's always more you can do. It it's literally just gets to, like, feed so many parts of, your soul i guess like putting uh putting your time and effort into something putting your creativity into something um eating something like i just think it's all maybe maybe it's coming off a bit too grandiose but i just think it's it's important to have things like that
0: hot sauce changes the world i i think i don't think that's too grandiose to say yeah and i think
1: (laughs) like uh I love i also touched on the culture behind it like the fact that it's like a community the community behind like hot peppers i've already started to find so much of that like it's just like and it's kind of this like like fringy thing a little bit like i don't know like hot peppers people still think like spicy hot peppers and hot sauce is like taboo or something like you're like like you're like badass or like and like there's still so much reputation around that like in branding of hot sauces and stuff it's all this like ooh, like you're an outcast like eating this like spicy stuff like uh it doesn't need to be that way like it's just like uh I think it's something for everybody but at the same time that whole kind of like outcast reputation or like badass reputation is what makes it kind of like a culture and a community and and a niche and I appreciate that at the same time
0: I guess fermentation culture is a little bit like that as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's gotten like, I guess what hot peppers mean to me is a lot because I feel like I've, uh, I was able to get into fermentation because of hot peppers. And then getting into the lacto-fermentation process of vegetables got me into like making beer and cider, uh, which is something that I do now regularly too. Like in my basement, I have like five gallons of cider right now and Couple batches of beer. Um, and so, like, I definitely have hot peppers to so thank for that. Um, and yeah, it's just another kind of like community that I get to like be a part of.
0: That's super fun. Yeah.
1: And so, yeah, yeah, yeah go I ahead. guess la- like the last thing is like, I feel like it's nice that like, spice and hot peppers can, like, if somebody's into that, it tells you something about them and vice versa. If somebody's like not into spicy stuff, like I'm at a restaurant with somebody, and they're like, "Oh, can I get like the mild version or whatever?" I'm like, "Man, you just showed your cards. Like, <laughs> it's a, it's a great like telltale sign. Like, it, you know, it's just like, oh, you don't like spicy stuff. Like, eh. yeah.
0: So, are you saying, are you saying your uh, your friends who don't like spicy food can? Uh... They're already
1: gone. They're gone. They're already they're already <laughs> they gone. Don't have all right. They don't exist anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, if you if you are interested in being Evan's friend and you do like spicy food, uh, feel free to reach out to us at podcast at the spicecast.com And we will put you in touch with him personally. Uh, we'll give you his, his personal phone number oh, yeah. uh, so that you can call him anytime and talk about spicy food. Oh
1: yeah.
0: Follow me on TikTok, guys. Joking, I don't have a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you you definitely wanted to mention today?
1: I think we covered it all, man. You let me ramble on here for a while. I'm I'm sure that people have had enough.
0: <laughs> that's what we're here for. We're 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 here because we love spice and we love cooking and making things out of our you know our our cool ingredients. So yeah, that's. I'm glad I'm glad we were able to do that and have you uh, share some of your expertise. Yeah, it's super fun. I
1: think the one thing I didn't get to mention was my one of my favorite dishes to make with hot peppers is i love habanero with like pork carnitas like pork tacos like i just think it's like the most it's 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 god tier level tastes
0: so you've got your what's in your ideal carnitas taco
1: i would say and now, you know, maybe I'm cheating by now, saying that this is a hot sauce thing instead of a dish with hot peppers.
0: No, that's Impenco, that's okay, right? that's okay.
1: So this would be like some pulled pork, very zesty, smoky, ideally cooked for a long time, um, on a corn taco, not flour. And-
0: One, one tortilla or two?
1: Uh, let's do two, because the carnitas is going to be extra drippy with delicious oils. Um, so we'll, we'll double up and then we're going to keep it simple with some pickled red onion, maybe some radish slices, a squeeze of lime, and then like a pineapple habanero hot sauce on that. And that's it. That's like a top five food for me. And I think one of the greatest things a hot sauce could ever go on, aside from chicken wings. <laughs> Needless to say,
0: I mean it. It sounds it sounds delicious. Now I need to make some.
1: Yeah, simple. The simpler the better with those. So yeah, that's it. That's the last thing I wanted to say. Pork carnitas tacos, awesome. greatest pairing with habanero.
0: Yeah, I. Th- I mean, I think the the fruity the fruitiness is undeniable and so delicious with that so oh, yeah. thank you thanks for sharing your uh top secret recipe yeah
1: that's it now now making that carnitas is a bit tougher right? I mean, you know hop on youtube yeah, or
0: something uh, <laughs> that's a that's a different problem we're, we're not the meat cats. right today. right um so is there any anything you'd like to promote today or a place where people can follow you if not that's totally fine
1: no, there's not, nothing like that. I keep it pretty private on the social media, but um, definitely looking forward to like continuing the conversation with you, Ruben, and getting back uh, on the SpiceCast at some point because um, definitely have, uh, like I was telling Ruben before this, vague intentions of uh, certainly launching um, like a hot sauce brand uh, in the near future. Um but keeping things very very on the wraps. Yeah, heard it here first. Once again, another hot take. Uh yeah, <laughs> that in the near future. Um so when that's all not so under wraps, I would be very, you know, grateful to uh to be back on to talk about that process of what it is like to launch a brand and that kind of stuff.
0: Well, we would be excited and honored to have you. And um, it's been awesome talking with you today, Evan. And I just wanted to thank you again for, for uh, giving your time for such a, a fun and interesting conversation. Oh,
1: absolutely. Thanks for letting me get on here and ramble about my, my favorite hobby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, with that, I think we're going to wrap up for the day. Um, Thank you all for listening, and uh, we will uh, catch you again soon. Uh, If you want to follow The Spice Cast, you can do it uh, on Twitter, at The Spice Cast, on Facebook, at The Spice Cast Podcast, and if you uh, have your own hot sauce story, or you're interested in being on the show, or you have a question or comment for one of our guests, uh, feel free to write to us at podcast at thespicecast.com. We'd love to have your comments, and Here are your your hot takes. Um, And also, I always forget this part, but uh, if you feel the urge to rate or review this podcast on any platform, uh, it helps grow the show and get more people excited about spices and about hot sauce and all the things that we love to talk about. So um, thank you again to Evan, and thank you for listening to this episode of The Spice Cast. See you next time.